0: This is the Holland Assets Podcast, where we'll show you how to go from employee truck driver to savvy business owner. And we'll do it together because we're starting our own trucking company, Holland Assets. So you'll get a front row seat through the whole process. Together with some experts in the field, we'll teach you how to set up a business, buy a truck, get your DOT and MC numbers, get insurance, and a lot more. Thanks for joining us. everybody to Holland Assets the podcast I am Craig and somewhere on the road he is Chris how's it going not bad not bad today we are talking about uh, how to find loads how to secure loads this is how you're going to keep yourself paid uh, but before we get to that subject uh, Chris where are you at on the road
1: I am in um, Rock Island Illinois just uh on i-80 just across the border from iowa sitting in a thermal king because i had to get my apu fixed it had run out of freon and was not cooling and let me tell you it is not easy to sleep in a truck in the middle of the day without an air conditioner
0: (laughs) i can imagine
1: yeah it gets hot
0: so chris tell me uh, anything interesting happening on the road to you since we last talked
1: yeah, I I uh, I got uh, hit by a guy. So
0: that, that's never a good thing, right? <laughs> so first it was a deer.
1: Yeah, I the deer hit me and this time I got hit by a guy. Still I I have yet to cause any accidents or any vehicle damage, but uh, it just keeps happening around me. I guess I'm with bad luck or something. I guess so.
0: I've always thought this.
1: I just I just got the deer um stuff repaired too, so the truck's looking really good again.
0: Yeah, nice. But yeah, tell me, tell me what happened with this guy. I was
1: in the middle of the night sitting in a a rest area and I had parked on the very, in the very last stall at the rest area. So to get out of the rest area, you had to go around me. It was a really tight turn and In the middle of the night, sometime after midnight, as I'm sleeping, all of a sudden I hear somebody just going crazy with their air brakes. So they're pushing and releasing, pushing, releasing, pushing, releasing on the air brakes. And that makes a ton of noise. It wakes me up. I'm a little bit mad because typically when I wake up in the middle of the night, it's really hard for me to get back to sleep. So I'm just laying in bed. And then all of a sudden I feel the truck jump, you know, and I'm like, oh, crap, I got hit. (laughs) So I open the door, go out and look, and yeah, sure enough, a, the guy had taken that corner a little bit too tight, and with the side of his trailer, um, turned my um, trailer door hinges into a can opener and put a big split down the outside skin of uh his trailer luckily it didn't cause any damage to to my trailer the doors still open fine everything's good but uh he didn't fare quite so well so I guess I won that
0: one (laughs) apparently and I uh, won
1: against the deer too so don't (laughs) hit
0: me turns out worse uh, for
1: you than it does for me
0: we've all learned our lesson not to park in the last stall right
1: yeah I, I don't I don't think that's a good idea I think I'm gonna start avoiding that
0: oh man that's that sucks Um, Now, before we get to the episode proper, uh, which is about finding loads, uh, I do want to say you mentioned that you wanted to start a new segment on the show. Why don't you tell people what you want to do?
1: Yeah, I think it'd be helpful to do like a little Q&A segment, a question and answer thing. So if people will go either onto our Facebook page or they can go into the show notes, or, you know, in each one of the episodes, there's there's an area where you can comment. So whether you, you comment on Facebook or you comment uh, on the, the show notes page, if you put a question in there, um, we'll start answering some of those questions over the air and hopefully help you out a little bit.
0: Very good. And uh, again, for those who don't remember, Holland assets with no G Holland uh, is where you can find the full show notes. And so there's a comment section there that you can hit up, or as Chris said, uh, go to Facebook, find us there and we can answer questions that you submit. Uh, Chris will be happy to answer any trucking related questions. Uh, and I can answer all, you know, I'll just be like the dear Abby of this situation. Just send me your life problems. Uh, and I will give you the best advice you've ever had. I promise you right now. Uh,
1: I'm I'm I, I can't wait for that piece. So That's going to turn our our podcast episodes from a half an hour-ish to probably like three hour episodes. And, you answering and, all those personal questions.
0: It's going to be it's going to be gripping though, Chris. People will listen. I promise. Hot uh, topic. <laughs> all right. So today we are talking about how to find loads. And uh, Chris, this is an episode that you initially kind of planned to mash this together with a different topic. But as you were going through it, you kind of decided, you know what, this is important enough and uh, and has enough sides and aspects to it that you wanted to give this one the full treatment by itself, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, and part of the reason I was planning on um, – if- mashing this with another episode and or another topic is because they kind of go well together and and you need one for the other but we're gonna do two separate podcasts and this finding loads topic even though i just planning i'm just planning in this episode kind of covering the basics finding loads is a complicated very involved topic that you can get totally in depth with so we're actually going to do that later on down the road as this year progresses this is going to be a topic we're going to hit up several times and we'll get into into greater detail on each aspect of finding loads you know they're probably going to be their own podcast episode later on down the road so today just going to kind of cover the basics that in in you know kind of generalities you know if you think about a, a college um, class schedule you start out at the 101 level you end up at the 401 level this today is definitely going to be 101 we'll get into you know the more complicated more advanced pieces of this topic a little bit later on down the road
0: all right so uh 101 question for you chris how do you get a load (laughs) that's a that's a great question to start out
1: with (laughs) i'm very good for, you are very good. For For most owner-operators, there's really kind of four common places that you go to get loads. The first one is directly from shippers. So you go straight to a shipper that produces products or sells products, and you go straight to them and you haul the load directly for them. The second method is through brokers. They're kind of a, a middleman. Um, then another really common way to find loads is through load boards. And the fourth way that we're going to talk about today is with uh, using a dispatcher.
0: Okay. And uh, I assume there are plenty of differences between these are, is any one of them better or worse than the others, or are these all just, yeah, different methods, choose whatever you want.
1: They're kind of different methods and they each have their pros and cons. And so we'll go into some of the the basics with each one of those. So why don't we just go ahead and kind of start out with shippers. So working directly with shippers, the, biggest, I mean, that's kind of the, the gold standard, the ideal thing, the, the, the way you want to go, because they're typically the best paying loads. Cause there's no middleman. Um, you uh, typically get the full rate on the load. You're not paying somebody else to find it for you. So relationship directly with the shipper going to them. Good way to go. The, the, downside if you really can consider it a downside is they're just hard to find you know especially when you're a small trucking company um you know there's a lot of shippers out there that require a bunch of trucks you know and and if you can just haul one load um it may not be a good match for the shipper so it, it's just it, they're harder to find great paying you know typically what you want to do they're just hard to find it's hard to kind of get in the door with them it takes time to develop that kind of a relationship
0: right that makes sense and and so uh going through a middleman i assume that's what you mean by brokers tell me a little bit more about what a broker is and how it works
1: yeah great so brokers yeah that's exactly it they're middlemen so a lot of times what happens with shippers is shippers have lots of loads they've got to haul their product all over the place and they want to specialize in producing or selling that product they don't want to be spending their time, you know, finding trucks to haul their product to, you know, from Atlanta to Wisconsin. Another load that needs to go from Atlanta to Portland. Another load that needs to go from Atlanta to Houston. They just they don't want to focus their time and effort on that, so they hire a broker to do that for them and um, the broker will then they kind of negotiate rates with the shipper and then the brokers go out and they kind of take control of those loads and they go out and find trucking companies negotiate a rate with a trucking company to haul the loads and then they get to kind of split that difference between what the shipper pays and what they end up paying the trucking company to haul it
0: okay and uh and you are saying that brokers are Probably more common, it sounds like, to work with than going directly with through the shippers. Uh, also easier for an owner operator.
1: Yeah, oftentimes because there's just a, most loads are hauled or. or- done through brokers especially the kind of thing that owner operators have access to yeah. so yeah a lot of your loads, one way or another are going to be loads that a, a broker has responsibility for so you're going to work a lot with brokers
0: yeah that makes sense okay and uh, all right so moving on down the list that you gave me uh go from brokers and you mentioned load boards uh what's a load board
1: so a, a load board is kind of like tinder for trucking it's basically <laughs> a matchmaker
0: dude chris that's the second episode in a row, I think, that you've mentioned Tinder.
1: <laughs> what does that say about me, Cole? I,
0: You know, I, I dare not guess.
1: <laughs> I do have a good relationship with my wife. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm not out using Tinder. I've actually never even been on the app. But uh, anyway, so yeah, it's, it's kind of like t- Tinder. It's just it's a matchmaker. So you, you take, for example... Um, say you're you're in Atlanta and you need a load going out of Atlanta well you can go onto a load board and you can you know search for different loads you can say hey I want to go out of Atlanta and I'm a looking for reefer loads. You can filter it by reefer loads. You can filter it by dry loads or flatbed, whatever kind of equipment that you've got. And you can get a load going out of Atlanta. And you can even take it into further detail. And you can say, I want a load that goes from Atlanta to the Salt Lake City area or within a 50-mile radius of the Salt Lake City area. Um, and, and so those load boards are just a really good tool to help you find loads. They've got other things too. Like they, they can kind of show, where there's a lot of you know parts of the country where there's a lot of loads and not a lot of trucks or vice versa where there's a ton of trucks and not a lot of loads so you can kind of gauge you know do I want to go into this particular area with a load cuz am I going to be able to find a good paying load on the way back out there are lots of tools like that on a load board that just really kind of help you with your, um, trucking company and, and finding loads and, and being able to keep the wheels turning and money coming in.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So, uh, the last one is a dispatcher. Now a dispatcher, I have no idea what you mean by that and how it would be different from a broker. Uh, you know, di- when I, when I hear dispatcher, I guess I, I think of, uh, cops or ambulances or something, but what's a dispatcher for a trucker?
1: Yeah, a dispatcher is kind of similar to what a a dispatcher would be for an ambulance. They kind of coordinate the movement of the vehicle. And and really what a dispatcher is in the trucking world is for owner-operators, there's somebody an owner-operator hires to specifically find loads for them and handle some of the paperwork and and really everything that goes along with loads. So a a dispatcher really is going to use those other three tools that we talked about. They've got, they, they develop relationships with shippers, they develop relationships with brokers and they lo- use load boards to find those loads for you. So you don't have to be spending your time doing that aspect of the business.
0: So is, let me back up then and talk about load boards because you know, we're, we're talking about middlemen, uh, whether it's dispatchers or brokers or whatever. Uh, don't we want to cut out middlemen? I mean, are load boards Difficult to navigate. I, why? Why wouldn't I just go to that? Uh, load
1: boards are not too difficult to navigate, and and so it, 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 they're really not that hard to use. But a dispatcher provides a lot more value than just you know, finding that load for you. They, you know, that's, that, that's actually a lot more complicated involved than you think you take. For example, you know, if I'm spending 11 hours a day on the road driving, that's 11 hours. I essentially cannot be looking for loads. And so, you know, a lot of loads post in the morning. And if I'm driving in the morning, I'm, I'm not going to have a chance to, to look at a load board and try to find those. And that's, you know, one of the areas where a dispatcher can really jump in and, you know, they're sitting in front of their computer all day long, doing nothing but using a load board, searching for loads.
0: Yeah. And so it sounds like, um, having, (laughs) having a good relationship with that dispatcher is going to be pretty vital, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, a a dispatcher can do a lot for you. you. You, you know, obviously you're going to have to pay them for the service that they provide. And, and there's, you know, typically two different ways that dispatchers get paid. You can either pay them a flat rate for every load that they find, or they you know, some of them you pay a percentage of, of every load that they find. Um, but there's a lot more, you know, if you think about it, there's a lot that goes into that, that they do. So like I, like I was mentioned, they'll, they'll spend all day looking for a load, but there's a lot more that they do, especially the guys that you pay a percentage to you take, for example. Um, when you find a load, um, and, and you work with a broker for the very first time, you have to fill out what's called a broker packet. And that broker packet takes time because you've got to, you're basically filling out an application. You're providing them all your company information. You're giving them your insurance certificate. You've got to give them your certificate of authority. And there's just a whole bunch of things in this packet that you have to submit to them. So you think about it again, if you're on the road and you've got to do all this stuff, you know, the, the, broker that that is holding this shipment for you is not going to hold on to it forever and just say, yeah, Hey, get to it when you've got time. If you can't jump on it right then they're going to go find another trucking company that can, that can throw out all that information and get locked in on that contract right away. So if you've got a dispatcher, they're going to handle all that stuff for you so that you don't have to be worrying about it. You're, you know, you're not going to have to be stopping every day to to fill out these broker packets and do all the other paperwork that's involved with getting a load and it's not gonna mess with your hours of service. It just causes all kinds of problems when you're trying to do that on your own.
0: So uh, I wanna talk more about dispatchers uh, specifically, but let me zoom out a little bit and just listening to you talk about them and you said something like, you know, they're gonna use all three of those other tools, whether it's working directly with shippers or working with brokers or going through load boards. Uh, and they're going to use all those tools to find you loads. Um, It it sounds like dispatchers is the way to go, the way that you're talking about it. Is this what you recommend for everybody?
1: I I would honestly i think 90% for 90% of the the new owner operators out there it's the only way to go and i think you're kind of crazy if you don't use a dispatcher for a lot of the reasons that we've already been talking about because they handle so much of the back end you've already as a new new company owner have a lot on your plate a lot of things you're thinking about a lot of things to stress over and this is just one of those things that takes some of that stress off of us. you know again you know you, you take for example a, a new authority guy Finding those first loads is really hard because not every broker and shipper out there will let a, a person with a brand new trucking company haul for him. That first load is hard to find. And you oftentimes, you know, I, I know Jake when he found my first load, he had a call on 10 plus loads before he finally found somebody that said, yeah, you know what I'll roll the dice with this guy and let him haul a load for me. And, and you know, one of the things because Jake has that experience and, and a really good dispatcher is going to have that experience. Jake knew right up front before we even really contracted the load. He said, yeah, okay. You know, another thing that i like to have you do was if we do a good job for you will i be able to use you as a reference to help me get that second load and so jake my dispatcher and good dispatchers know that trick and a lot of other tricks to kind of make that that transition more smooth because those first few months as a new company are tough because not everybody's going to let you haul loads for them. And, you know, they know to ask for the references and get references and how to make it. So those second, third, fourth, fifth loads are a little bit easier to find. They know what brokers and shippers will, will already work with you. And it just makes it so you're a lot more likely to find as good of paying loads as possible. You know, the the first little while, those loads aren't going to be the best, but they'll be able to get decent ones. And they're way more likely to be able to keep you going from one load to the next, to the next, to the next, which is critical. You got to keep those wheels turning or you're, you're not going to make money.
0: Right. And it sounds like uh you know they they do a lot of work like you're saying but it sounds like it's even more work if you are a new authority right uh if if your brand if your trucking company is brand new it's going to be even harder to find loads so is it hard for somebody who's just starting out to find uh a dispatcher as you're shopping around are people going to turn you down or is everybody kind of eager to get the business
1: no um, in my experience it, it typically hasn't been too hard to find dispatchers you know dispatchers are are typically trying to grow their business so and, and they don't they know it's going to be a little bit of more work up front working with a brand new guy but most of them are willing to invest that time and effort because they know as time goes on and things will smooth out and 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 it won't be too difficult so it's it's usually not too hard to find a dispatcher
0: gotcha gotcha okay so um, you're saying that for the first, uh, for, for 90% of people out there, especially, you know, for uh, people just starting their company, a dispatcher is going to be the way to go. And uh, so you, you find a good one and they're going to help you out. Is there any way to tell the good from the bad, uh, any advice for people who are kind of shopping around for a good dispatcher?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I, I think there's some kind of critical things that you need to look for in a dispatcher. So first, you, you look at their experience, and and I think a dispatcher can gain experience in one of two ways. They've one either been dispatching for a while, and, and I think at a minimum they need to go through at least one year before they really understand the market well, because there's a lot of seasonality, um, in the market, you know, different parts of the country at different parts of the year have the best rates and, and, and somebody that's been doing it for at least a year is going to have at least a general idea of that and, and be able to keep you loaded with, with good loads. they um, the other way they can gain that experience is if that dispatcher has been an owner operator, who's had to find their own modes. If they've done that as an owner operator, they're, they're typically going to be a good dispatcher. So with that level of experience, they're going to know how to negotiate good rates. So you're getting paid the best you can for the loads that you do. You know, they're going to know what areas of the country are hot at different times of the year. They're going to know what areas of the country to avoid. Like they're going to know, you know what, hey, you're a brand new authority. It's not going to be a good idea to get you up into the Boston area because it's going to be really hard to find loads for a brand new authority coming out of there. Or they're just going to know where what parts of the country don't have good loads coming out and they're not going to get you stuck somewhere.
0: Right. If it's not peach season in Georgia. Yeah. What? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah, that's interesting. That's interesting. Um, so that's that's
1: one. Um, two, I'd have, you know, I'd, I'd make sure that that dispatcher has worked with new authorities in the past. So they kind of know how to smooth out that rough road that, that you're going to run into for the first uh, couple of months
0: and if i'm looking you know for a new business partner or an employer or an employee i'm often going to ask around uh, you know references and whatnot is that something that you can do with uh with a dispatcher as well
1: yeah absolutely i would i would ask for some of their existing clients and you know talk to them and kind of see what their experience has been with the dispatcher you know how they've you know, what kind of rates they've been able to get and you know, are they constantly getting you stuck in an area where it's taken a couple of days to get you out or getting you stuck somewhere where you you know you're the only load you can find coming out is a is a load that's a dollar twenty five an hour, which is, you know, a really crappy rate.
0: Right. Okay.
1: one more thing, Craig, that I forgot about is when you're looking for a good dispatcher is to make sure that that dispatcher has experience with the type of, type of cargo you haul. And, and this can be especially important if you're a flatbed guy. Because if your flatbed's kind of so specific and, and there's so many nuances that go into that cargo type, if you're a flatbed guy and the dispatcher that you're working with has only worked with reefers in the past, it's gonna, it's gonna be tough. So make sure that the dispatcher you're looking at has worked with the type of cargo or the type of trailer that you've got so they can uh avoid some of the problems that come along with uh not knowing what you're doing
0: right they they might be the best brain surgeon in the world but you don't want them working on your heart yeah uh okay um let me let me move away then from dispatchers and ask you yeah you know okay so the dispatcher is helping you get started And, you know, it's been six months, 12 months, and they've gotten you settled, you've got all your references, you're not a a brand new uh, company anymore. And so people are a little more, uh, you know, amenable to working with you. Uh, At this point, do you recommend getting away from a dispatcher and moving to load boards? Is that something that we should be talking more about?
1: That's a good question. We'll definitely in, in a future episode talk more about load boards and, and how to work with load boards. But it really kind of just depends on what you want. Um, you know, if, if handling that paperwork side of things is just something you don't want to do, you may want to work with the dispatcher forever, you know, ongoing. Um, but you know, a- after three to six months, if you feel like things are running smoothly and you don't want to pay that dispatch fee anymore, I-, I think at that point, it starts to make a little bit more sense to not use a dispatcher. Um, but I know guys that uh, have big trucking companies, you know, it- decent sized trucking companies that that still use an outsourced um, dispatcher you take Jake for example one of his clients has five trucks um, is trying to grow to 10 trucks and still uses Jake as his dispatcher because he can focus on other aspects of the business that are that are important to him and he doesn't have to worry about the getting loaded part
0: yeah that makes sense what about mixing the two could i have a dispatcher in my back pocket and kind of uh, roam the the load boards as well
1: most dispatchers don't want to work that way um some of most of them will let you find load like say for example you've got a a relationship with a shipper where you've got a load once a week that takes you out of atlanta and you um you've got to find other loads to get you back and you use the dispatcher to find those other loads, but the relationship with the shipper, you don't run that through the dispatcher. I I see that work quite a bit, but it's pretty rare that a dispatcher will just say, Hey, you can use me on an ad needed basis because dispatchers kind of have to dedicate, time and and trucks and so if they don't you know they, they they can only handle so many trucks at a given time and if they don't know like when you're they're going to be finding loads for you it really becomes hard for them to kind of manage their workflow and their workload and so they typically won't take on clients that are just you know a la carte or hit and miss just using them every once in a while
0: interesting okay now that makes sense Uh, And then I'm sorry. Now I'm working backwards through your list. You talked about direct with shippers and working through brokers and load boards. Let me go uh, over to brokers. Is that a relationship that uh, that an owner operator could cultivate, uh, you know, without in the absence of a dispatcher or without going through a load board? Can you work with brokers directly? You can, but oftentimes you're going to
1: make that initial contact with the broker because you've um, found them through a load board. And so you know, oftentimes that I see clients, you know, our clients do that have worked, you know, that have really good relationships with dispatchers and, and oftentimes they'll have, you know, one or two dispatchers that they work with all the time. And those two dispatchers will keep them loaded a hundred percent of the time. But that is, that initial relationship typically starts because you've, you've found each other on a load board and you know, you haul a load for them and they like you and you did a good job for them. And they, and, and, you you know, you call them up and you say, Hey, I'm, I'm in Atlanta. Do you have any loads coming out of Atlanta? And they can, you know, search their system for that and, and find stuff for you and keep you busy. And oftentimes they're going to have loads that they need to get moved somewhere. And because they trust you and like you, they're going to call you up and say, Hey, I've, you know, this is a good paying load I've got, um, out of Salt Lake city. Um, are you in the area? Can I, can I get you to haul this load for me? And, and so that's kind of how those relationships ships start
0: interesting okay so if i understand because at the first at the first part of this conversation it sounded like brokers and dispatchers were pretty much the same thing but if i understand right the brokers are basically working for the shippers uh the dispatchers are working for the owner operators uh yeah is that right yep. that's a great way to put it yep. oh okay all right so i'm starting to get a picture here uh and uh, in order to f- fill out the rest of that picture the first thing that you mentioned is working directly with the shippers and you were saying that's not necessarily the easiest or the best way to go about it but it might be the best paying is that an avenue that people should be pursuing
1: yeah, you should always look for relationships that you work directly with shippers because they are typically the best paying. It's just it's just hard to do, and, and you have to kind of be careful. It's kind of like walking on eggshells because you know, say you got a load through a broker, and then if you try to go and, and solicit that um, shipper directly and the broker finds out about it, Um, That broker will probably never let you haul load for them again. They'll blacklist you, so you don't really want to find shippers that way because it can really get you into a lot of trouble. Um, But uh, you know, there's other ways you can contact shippers directly. You you may want to start out in a in a radius close to where you live and, and just start. You know, finding the people that are in charge of hauling their their a load for a specific shipper, and and you know, they're shipping and receiving people, and talk to them and and see if you can develop a relationship and haul loads for
0: them. Gotcha. Okay, so that may be the most uh, remunerative uh, method, but it's not going to be the easiest way. Uh, working with brokers, or developing a relationship with a broker is uh, is a little a little easier and maybe a a little better way to do it you've got load boards but what you're saying is the best way is to find a good dispatcher and let them do the heavy lifting for you um and i now I'm, I'm just trying to recap and make sure that i've got this all correct in my head um now the the dispatcher you said that they might work on a flat fee or they might work for a percentage are we talking a huge percentage or are we talking you know five six seven percent something more reasonable
1: yeah kind of that range that you're you're talking about right there is usually um, pretty common for a dispatcher that five to seven percent range okay. um, and and so it, it, it's you know it's a bit of money, but it's 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 not a, a total huge crazy amount. and for the value that they provide and all the work they do and and the help you get, you have to, you have to pay for that kind of stuff and you know that's where you have to ask yourself, is that percentage that I pay worth it? or do I want to try to save it and do it myself.
0: Well, you know, I've I've never started a trucking company before, but that's not to say that I've never had a new venture of my own and and I can say that uh you know, especially in those first few months, the first year or so, having that uh having somebody do that heavy lifting on some of the those tasks that you're talking about and kind of taking some of that stress off your plate. Uh yeah, it may it may shorten your profit margins a little bit, but I don't know there's, it's hard to put a price on uh, getting rid of some of that stress, right?
1: Absolutely. And and on top of that, I think a a really good dispatcher oftentimes because of the higher rates that they get you and they're better at, Um, you know, keeping you loaded. So there's not downtime or a lot of deadhead between modes. They're good at that kind of thing in a lot of situations, a lot of instances, they're either going to completely pay for themselves through those higher rates, or at least get close to it, at least kind of bridge some of that gap because they're just typically going to be better at it than you are without any experience.
0: Right. Yeah. Well, that makes perfect sense. And as somebody with no experience, (laughs) you can bet I'd lean on them. Uh, So Chris, anything else, especially about dispatchers, because it sounds like that's kind of what we're concentrating on today. Any Anything else that you'd want to share with people before we uh, cut and run um, and move on to the next subject?
1: No, I, I just reiterate that, that I, I think, you know, for 90 percent of the owner operators just getting started out there, dispatchers the right way to go. They're going to it, you know, it kind of seems like you're paying them a lot of money, but it's really like you're hiring an employee um, you, that way they they've got certain strengths that they're really good at and and oftentimes that's that may be a weakness for an owner operator you know if you're not really good at interacting and dealing with people this is a good way that you can bridge that is is you know let the dispatcher for the most part be the face of your company and um let them use that strength that they've got to do that and in the long run it, it may be the best thing for you
0: yeah and i can say that yeah i i am not the most organized personality in the world and uh you know, it just keeping track of the loads and keeping track of the relationships and whatnot sounds like a nightmare. So I would lean on it for that reason, at least.
1: Yeah, I, I've I've been super happy with Jake, my dispatcher. I I I know I would be lost without him at this point, and and I'm super glad that I've got a guy like him in my corner fighting for me and helping me out.
0: Oh, that was sweet, Jake. Did you hear that? I'm sure he's listening. <laughs>
1: I, ho- hopefully, he's listening.
0: Yeah. <laughs> All right, very good. Um, well, let's let's leave it there. As you said, we are going to come back to this subject of securing loads. Uh, And so we'll talk more in depth about how load boards work and how you might uh, how you might use them to your advantage. We'll talk more about uh, going through brokers and developing those relationships. But uh, for now, find yourself a good dispatcher and uh, get yourself out on the road. Make sure you keep driving. Uh, And I'll just remind everybody, if you want to see the show notes on this, yes, you can see that on iTunes or wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can see the abbreviated show notes. But if you click on the link in there or if you go straight to HollandAssetsLLC.com, you can see the full show notes. Uh, We'll have uh, a, a reiteration of what we talked about here today. And, uh, you can also hit up the comments section there and let us know what sort of questions you want to have answered. Like I said, Chris will answer, uh, the real questions and I'll answer the fake ones. So we've, <laughs> we've got a very clear division of labor here. Uh, also find us on Facebook. If you prefer to submit a question that way, that's just fine. Happy to take them there as well. Chris, any parting words?
1: No, good luck, uh, Finding loads is a super critical piece of the business, obviously, so you want to make sure you get it right.
0: Absolutely. All right. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening, and uh, we will see you next time. Talk to you later.